0: and we got bad news today. I guess bad news, depending on how you look at it, it's, it's pretty bad news, but there's light at the end of the tunnel. We'll put it that way. The good news is that I was right. I called it. Yet again, one of my predictions has come true. And it looks like the even larger prediction is going to come true. I am talking about what is going on with Disney. And what is going on with Disney is magnificent. Let me lay it out for you. I actually did a video about this yesterday and posted it. But uh, for those of you who don't watch my videos, you might want to know. And the reason that you want to know, the reason that I keep up with this, I've said this before, I'll say it again, The reason I keep up with pop culture, and the reason I believe it is so important, is because what happens in pop culture is a precursor to what happens in politics. It's upstream from politics. And we are currently, in pop culture in general, witnessing the absolutely beautiful demise of wokeness. And again, for those of you who do not know what wokeness is, wokeness is the world system, what used to be referred to as liberalism, but wokeness is far further to the left. It's far more extreme. It is the, it is the culmination of liberalism. It is the uh, last uh, station on the liberalism subway, uh, or or one of the final stations. It's going to be the final station in the United States, that's for sure. Um, it, it It is Satan's world system, okay? It is what is referred to in Ephesians as this present darkness, and what is referred to in Revelation as Babylon. So, wokeness in pop culture is dying it's dying in corporate culture we see this with Bud Light we see this with Target and we're seeing this now uh, in Disney it's actually been happening to Disney for quite some time because Disney was a pioneer of wokeness Disney has been all in with wokeness from the very beginning. They decided that they were going to change their business plan from being a company that produces entertainment for kids and for families to being a full-on 100% propaganda outlet for the left, and ultimately for Satan. And we know this for a fact because of a leaked Zoom meeting call from their executives where they admitted as much. So this is no surprise, and and, and it's no surprise that Disney is now in serious financial trouble. Now, I called this a long time ago. I called this years ago, and I had people telling me on social media saying oh nothing's going to happen to Disney because Disney just has billions and billions of dollars and they can do whatever they want as if that was the point of a corporation that the point of the corporation is to do whatever they want and a point of a corporation is to somehow mold and shape the opinions of a society And that's not what the point of a corporation is. The point of a corporation is to turn a profit. And in order to turn a profit, you have to produce a product or service that people want to buy. And eventually, just like in government leftism, you run out of other people's money. And that's what has happened to Disney. And apparently Disney has been playing some really, really fancy uh, accounting tricks behind the scenes that even we are not completely privy to, although there are some theories going around now. So let me tell you where Disney is currently, financially. Currently, financially, Disney is in serious trouble. Disney apparently only has two hundred million dollars of liquid assets on hand. That's just barely. Well, actually, that's now with their current budgets, the way they currently do things, that's not even enough to make one Marvel movie. the The average uh, Marvel movie uh, budget is two hundred and fifty million dollars. This is roughly about three to six weeks of operating capital. This is seriously bad news. For, for any household, not, not just a business, if you're running a major corporation, you need to, to do things even more conservatively if you want to run it correctly. But for any household, theoretically, you're supposed to have three to six months of operating capital on hand at any given time. So that if something happens, some kind of emergency, you lose your job, uh, your business goes under, uh, something like that, you are capable of operating your household for three to six months without any hiccups. And unfortunately, nowadays, especially under the Biden economy, uh, that's not possible. A lot of people just don't have that. Disney has been squandering money left and right in the service of wokeism for so long now, they have not had a single profitable movie in over two years, maybe even longer because we're finding out now that they've been lying about their books. So it's very possible that they've been lying about how much money their movies have been making. I don't know. Or how much they've been spending on their movies, we should say. They've been saying that their budgets are this, but their budgets might have been even higher. And the way that movies work, folks, is you take whatever the budget was for the movie, and you have to double it maybe two and a half, three times that, depending on how much you spend on marketing. And that will—that's your break-even point. So, if the movie is a hundred million dollars, it cost a hundred million dollars to make. You're going to need two, two and a half million dollars, maybe even three million dollars, to break even. And most Disney movies that have been released, with from from Lucasfilm to um, Marvel, and Certainly, Pixar. None of them, in the past two and a half years or more, have broken even. They've lost money. Only only a handful of them have actually broken even. The vast majority of them have lost money, and you can't do that as a corporation. Add to this the fact that Disney Plus has been consistently losing subscribers since it opened. Since it began, they're losing millions of subscribers and billions with a B, billions of dollars every quarter. And they have lost billions, tens of billions of dollars in market capitalization over the past two years, three years now. So, Disney is in bad shape. Disney is in very bad shape. And what makes Disney's shape worse, and I love this, is that Disney had a business deal going with Fox and Comcast in the streaming service Hulu. Now, Hulu has been doing fairly well, actually, and Disney has painted themselves into a corner because Disney had set up a deal where they would ultimately buy out their partners in Hulu. It, was, it, was, it had to happen. It was a contract. Disney was going to start the business with these other two companies and then Disney was going to buy the other two-thirds over a period of time so that they would completely own Hulu. They really need to own Hulu now because Hulu apparently is still profitable. And what they want to do is they want to take Hulu and roll it into Disney Plus so that it's one big package. So Disney Plus, Hulu, and ESPN Plus are going to be all in one big package. I don't know what they're going to call it, but it's going to be like one big app, one big package. That's their plan. And they're hoping that between ESPN2 and Hulu, They can keep their woke garbage that they're peddling through Disney Plus afloat. That's the plan. That's what they want. Here's the problem. Disney, a while back, bought out Fox. They bought Fox entirely. So with that, they bought the operating responsibilities that Fox had for Hulu. At a certain point, you had Disney paying a third, Fox paying a third, and Comcast paying a third to maintain Hulu. Now, Disney has taken on maintaining two-thirds of the operating costs of Hulu, and Comcast only one-third. Disney has to purchase, they have to purchase by contract, Hulu the last third of Hulu from Comcast. And Comcast knows this. Now Comcast is going with the Wall Street Journal market valuation of Hulu at $70 billion. And Disney... Is saying, oh, no, no, it's it's only worth 9 to $12 billion. Because Disney doesn't have the money to buy the rest of Hulu. But they have to. So they're in a jam. They're in a big jam. Because Comcast is not going to settle for any less than market value. And normally, when Disney did have hundreds of billions of dollars at their disposal, which they do not have anymore. Normally what they would have done is they would have paid for half of it in cash, and then they would have paid for the other half of it with stock in Disney. But Disney's stock is in a free fall. So it's worth a lot less all the time, every day. Its value is dropping. And, of course, they can't afford to give too much of their stock away because that would give Comcast a controlling stake in Disney. And Disney doesn't want Bob Iger wants to remain in complete control of Disney. So they're they're in a corner here. Comcast has them over a barrel. And Comcast can pretty much ask for whatever they want. So and, and and Disney's stock has been devalued. I believe twice now. I'm certain, for, I'm certain once their stock has been devalued, but I think it's been twice now. such that people aren't buying Disney stock if they pay attention to what's going on. Matter of fact, you know, people are selling off their stock in Disney, which is why the stock value, continues to drop so it's going to be very difficult for them to get a loan at decent uh at decent rates so again disney is in real real trouble here now here's where it gets fun i predicted over a year ago that disney was going to go down in flames that Disney was going to burn to the ground, that the Disney name was going to become poison, such that when other companies come along to pick through the wreckage, they will not want the Disney name on anything, because it will be poison. That has already happened. We have reached that point that the Disney name is poison. It's worthless now. It is synonymous with wokeness. It is synonymous with sexual deviance. It is synonymous with grooming of children. Nobody is going to want the Disney name. Now, there are still some IPs that people might be interested in, intellectual properties, by the way, such as um, and studios that, that they would be interested in. I'm sorry, there are still studios that they might be interested in that are, could be made into something, even though Disney has run them into the ground. Lucasfilm, Marvel, and Pixar. Those are the three major studios that Disney has. Then, Disney has the parks. Ladies and gentlemen, I said that Disney would consider selling off IPs and selling off studios in order to stay afloat. And we have information, insider information, that this is happening now. The insider information comes from a a person that we only know as Sparrow. Sparrow is somebody who is fairly highly placed in Disney and or Lucasfilm. And this person, Sparrow, has been reporting to a Hollywood scriptwriter slash content producer uh, by the name of Cameron Pasha. Cameron Pasha, again, he's a scriptwriter in Hollywood, and he has uh, a blog and frequently appears on YouTube, on various channels, to, you know, give insider information on what's what's going on in Hollywood, and lately especially with Disney. And he has actually met this leaker, and he knows for a fact, he has verified that this individual is highly placed in Disney and or Lucasfilm. Fairly highly placed, anyway such that the information that this person is giving uh, is going to be accurate. Well, uh, this person, Sparrow, has reported that uh, Bob Iger called a meeting of a bunch of Disney lawyers and asked them to put together a proposal of what it would look like to sell Lucasfilm. Now, not only have they put together this proposal, but apparently it's not a hypothetical. It's not a situation where he's saying, well, put together a proposal of what it might look like if we sold Lucasfilm to Sony, or Amazon, or whomever, whatever company. Apparently, there is a buyer. There is somebody who has expressed interest in buying Lucasfilm from Disney. And even though this buyer is not currently known by Sparrow, i.e. Sparrow does not know who the buyer is, it is increasingly looking like the buyer is not a corporation, but an individual now, a lot of people are speculating. And I, I, I get this information from uh Overlord DVD, who is one of the guys that I follow on YouTube for this type of information. He's where I get a lot of my intel when it comes to pop culture. Specifically also, you know, Hollywood and Disney. He's really clued in. He had an outside source, a walk-in outside source, come to him and tell him the exact same thing such that when Cameron Pasha wrote on his blog about this happening, somebody called up Cameron Pasha and said, Hey, Overlord DVD just had a video about this very same thing. So they had two independent sources talking about the same thing. And apparently this has been happening quite frequently, where somebody will come to Overlord DVD, and drop information, and then Sparrow will drop information, the same information, to Cameron Pasha. And so, this stuff is apparently quite real. Now, let's talk about the sale of Lucasfilm, before we get into the other stuff that Disney is thinking about doing. which will tell you exactly how bad a shape they're really in. The Overlord DVD and Cameron Pasha both agree that the likely individual purchaser for Lucasfilm is none other than George Lucas himself. This would be, again, this would be great news. The only concern I have about this is that George lucas is getting up there in age and i don't know if he is in good enough shape to run that studio again and to uh to do what needs to be done to resuscitate star wars star wars is dead It's 100% dead. Nobody is interested in Star Wars anymore except the woke weirdos. But nobody is interested in Star Wars anymore. Kathleen Kennedy killed Star Wars. Kathleen Kennedy killed Lucasfilm, period. She killed Star Wars. She killed Willow. And pretty soon, Indiana Jones will be dead as well with the release of Indiana Jones 5. So... Kathleen Kennedy killed everything in there. And I don't know if George Lucas has the energy to do what needs to be done to resuscitate Star Wars. Indiana Jones can't be resuscitated because Harrison Ford is way too old to play Indy anymore. Um, And the things that need to be done, absolutely have to be done, with whoever takes over Lucasfilm, is that the everything that Kathleen Kennedy has done, with the possible exception of Mandalorian, and that really wasn't hers. She that was actually something that John Favreau and Dave Filoni were doing, and that she came in and she torpedoed it. She undermined it as best she could, and she destroyed it as best she could. Um so with the possible exception of uh so, and Rogue One, Rogue One was a good film. Everything else that Kathleen Kennedy did needs to be permanently vaulted, never shown again. No more physical media produced with it. None of it. It needs to be shown, needs to be gotten rid of as if it never existed. It cannot be allowed to continue as canon. All of the characters, Ray, Kylo Ren, uh all all of the other characters. I don't even remember the characters' names other than Rain, Kylo, or this that's how forgettable those movies were. All of that has to be shelved. And here's another big problem. Carrie Fisher's dead. Um Harrison Ford hated Han Solo. He hated the character. Um and he's certainly too old to to play him. And um, Mark Hamill has said that he's not coming back as Luke Skywalker. Because, frankly, he's too old to play the part. So, even if he gets Star Wars back, resuscitating it is going to be really, really difficult. What he's going to have to do is go with, because he had a plan for a sequel trilogy already apparently written up that he gave to Bob Iger to work with, and and between Iger and Kathleen Kennedy, they just crumpled it up and threw it away. So apparently he has something that he can work with, but um, I don't know. I, I think that if he does that, he's going to have to bring somebody very trustworthy to come in. Now, the obvious choice is Jon Favreau, which would be fantastic. That would be the the obvious ultimate choice, is Jon Favreau. Another thing that he's going to have to do is Dave Filoni has to go. 100% Dave Filoni has to be gone. Dave Filoni threw Jon Favreau under the bus in favor of Kathleen Kennedy. And he... He, he's tainted by Kathleen Kennedy's poison. And if George Lucas lets him back into Star Wars, he could continue to act as an agent of Kathleen Kennedy and a poison pill to subvert anything that George allows Dave to be involved in. So... Dave Filoni cannot be allowed to come back into Star Wars, which would probably be a good thing. So here's hoping, because I had another theory. Somebody that I would love to see actually purchase Star Wars, purchase Lucasfilm, who is a Star Wars fan, and I begged him to do this on Twitter a year or so ago, is uh, Elon Musk. I would I would love for Elon Musk because he's young enough and he's savvy enough to be able to put somebody in charge of Lucasfilm who actually loves the who loves the IPs, who loves Star Wars. And and hell, it might even be able to resuscitate Willow as long as they again completely vault up that ridiculous first season of that horrible TV show that they put out. So that's it with Lucasfilm. Disney is looking to sell, just like I said they would. I said I said they were going to start selling off stuff, and one of the first things they were going to start selling off is Lucasfilm, because Lucasfilm is worthless now, except to a select few people one of whom is George Lucas. And uh, uh, they pointed this out. Um, Cameron Pasha pointed this out, that this is not uh, unprecedented because Disney uh, at one point in time had bought the Power Rangers from... Uh, I, I don't know the guy's... kayem Saban, I think is the guy's name. Um, at any rate and they ran power rangers into the ground they bought power rangers for like a billion dollars or three billion i think it was i think he said three billion dollars or something like that and they they destroyed it ran it into the ground and uh they sold it back to mr Saban for six sixty million dollars now they bought lucasfilm from george lucas for 4.1 billion and I am betting dollars to donuts that uh, George Lucas will be able to buy it back for one, one point five billion, at a huge profit, which would be just amazing. And I would love it so much. As they pointed out too, uh, that uh, uh, Disney only has two hundred million dollars of operating cost on hand. George Lucas has two hundred million dollars in his sock drawer. So, that would be wonderful. But, it gets better, folks. It gets better. Ah. They are also, according to uh, Doomcock's walk-in source, they are talking about selling their overseas parks in Paris and Shanghai. And, they are talking about selling at least one of their U.S. parks in part or in total. That's how bad the situation is with Disney. They're also talking about more layoffs. They have canceled all of their projects. Every one of their projects that is not completed is is stopped right now they have stopped production on everything every single movie every show they have stopped production on and it's not just because of the writer's strike it's because they can't afford to produce the stuff anymore they have to make major financial moves in order to continue with production of anything and there was talk from Kathleen Kennedy, who the you know she's she said that she has uh, continued uh, or finished up filming on her pet project, the the Acolyte, her pet Star Wars project. That is not true either. she's been lying about stuff for a while, she was lying about the fact that there's a new Ray movie uh, in the works. That's not happening. Um. Disney has stopped production on absolutely everything. 100%. So, more layoffs. They're talking about, you know, selling off Lucasfilm. They're talking about selling off other IPs. Disney's over, folks. Disney is dead. Disney is dead. 100% dead. Pretty soon there's not going to be a Disney World, there's not going to be a Disneyland. There's not going to be a Disney movies anymore because the name of Disney has become synonymous with transgenderism, homosexuality, the grooming of children, wokeness, and once again they are finding out that the saying, get woke, go broke, is actually a thing. It's real. Now, this is good news. This is... You know, they were they were at the forefront. They were at the tip of the spear when it came to the woke assault on the culture of the United States. And it is fitting, because they were all in, because they were the tip of the spear, that they be the first corporation to go down in flames because of it. And... I celebrate that. I celebrate the demise of Disney. Now, I do not celebrate the losses of jobs and stuff like that. However, they get what they get. You get what you get. You play stupid games, you're going to win stupid prizes. And that is what's happening to Disney right now. It's happening to Bud Light right now. It is happening to Target right now. It is going to happen to Chick-fil-A. It is going to happen to other because we, the people of the United States, are fed up and we are rising up and we are telling the woke that they are no longer going to dictate how our culture is going to go. They do not have the authority. Basically, we are starting to find out that the whole leftist crowd, the wokeness, Is a paper tiger. They do not have any teeth, and that if we stand up to them, they will fall. It is just like the Bible said, folks, if you resist Satan, he will flee, and that is what is happening. Now, that's the good news because this is happening all over the place, and, and, and even better, uh, for Hollywood as a whole, you've got this writer's strike. So Hollywood was failing, just like Disney was failing, and their woke movies were not getting accepted. They were losing money all over the place, all of these studios. Warner Brothers was starting to try to turn it around, but then the writer's strike happened, And these are the woke writers who have been creating all of this crap that nobody's watching in the first place. And they're demanding more money, which is hilarious. Well, now the Actors Guild wants to join in on the strike to show their support because apparently this strike is not getting any traction. Because the studio executives, most of whom are really not woke, they just go along with it because that's the way that the media is pushing. They go along with it because that's the way that, you know, one does when one is a, a liberal uh, executive. But when it comes right down to it, they're business people and they want to keep their phony baloney jobs. And so they're seeing this writer strike as a way to purge a lot of these useless, woke writers from their ranks. So the writer's strike wasn't getting any traction. Well, now the Actors Guild is trying to get involved. And they're saying, well, we're going to go on strike too. The thing is, the writers aren't being missed by the public. The actors aren't being missed by the public. Movies are not being missed by the public. There is no huge public clamoring for, oh, we want our movies back and we want our actors back. No, because the movies, by and large, have been completely garbage, so we don't miss them. And the actors have gone full-on woke, because they're stupid people in general, with a very few notable exceptions. These are all people who I labeled a decade ago. I called them the most useless people in the United States. The most useless people on the planet. And one of my friends took great offense at this, because I called these entertainers the most useless people on the planet. And I said, if all of Hollywood, if all of these rock stars, and you know, all of these music stars and all of these movie stars and all of Hollywood, all of them were to disappear in one instant in the snap of Thanos' fingers, we can now say, but I said this quite a while ago, before Thanos was a thing, I said, if they all disappeared in the snap of a finger, the net impact on society would be zero. They would not be missed. Now, if, however, you were to take all of the nurses' all of the techs, healthcare techs, all of the firemen, EMTs, police, and military, and they were to disappear. Society would collapse into chaos. And that's what's happening to Hollywood now. They have any effect, disappeared with this strike and the net impact on society is exactly what I said it is zero we don't miss them we don't care oh but we're on strike and we want more no no you've got guys like Mark Wahlberg who is talking about creating a new Hollywood in Las Vegas And I submit that it would be a good idea to start a new Hollywood in Texas. But the country is regionalizing culturally. The blue areas are getting bluer. And the red areas are getting redder. And it's not only splitting up by state, now it's splitting up by county, as I predicted it would. And this is a great segue into the next segment, which is what what is going on politically. What is downstream of the culture? What is going on politically is potentially more dangerous than what is going on culturally, although they are both connected. I proclaimed... that Disney is dead. I'm calling it. Disney is dead. Disney will never be what it was before, even if it continues to exist, which I don't think it will. But even if it continues to exist, Disney is dead. It's over. It's done. And I am now going to say that the United States is dead as well. It just doesn't know it yet. This is not necessarily a bad thing, because from the wreckage I do believe that a new and improved United States is going to emerge, but I've been making these predictions for a while and it is starting. We're just moving closer to it is what's happening. So I'm going to bring you an update into uh, how things are going. As I have said, I believe that a national divorce is now inevitable. I said that uh, about a month or so ago. And it's shaping up to be that way. Um, The reason that I'm calling the United States dead is because we no longer have a functional federal government. I'm going to say that again so that you understand. We no longer have in the United States a functional federal government. A functional federal government is what is described in the Constitution where each of the three branches function according to the Constitution and are answerable to the people of the United States. That is no longer the case. Our election system is completely compromised, 100% totally compromised, such that not only can federal elections be manipulated, but I believe that this time around for the 2024 elections, the Republican primary is also going to be manipulated um, the Democrats aren't even going to ha- bother to have a primary. They're just going to reinstall Biden. And Biden's incompetence, Biden's mental incapacity only serves as an asset to those who are pulling his strings. Just like uh, the same thing for AOC and John Fetterman, and all the other Democrats in Congress, they are not the ones that are making the votes. They are not there to represent their constituents. They are there to represent the people who are paying them millions of dollars under the table, who are manipulating them and telling them how to vote. People like George Soros, people like Klaus Schwab, people like BlackRock, people like Vanguard, people like State Street. All of these individuals who have bought and paid for these representatives. When these representatives no longer represent, we no longer have a federal government. And on top of that, we basically have an oligarchy running the country. In the form of the federal bureaucracy. This federal bureaucracy is made up of a bunch of unelected people who are in control and in power in perpetuity. And the way that this happened, I've said this before, going to say it again, the way that this happened was we the people delegated our authority to the federal legislature. We got lazy. We stopped watching them. We stopped caring. We stopped, we stopped learning about what the Constitution and the law said. We stopped watching what kind of laws that these legislators were passing. We stopped watching who they were getting money from. And because we stopped watching the legislature, they got lazy too, and they started delegating a lot of their authority to the executive branch through the creation of a bureaucracy. And so now the bureaucracy is capable of creating laws through regulation, which we the people over we the people, and we the people have no say about it whatsoever because they're too far removed from us. And now the federal bureaucracy, through the manipulation of money, and through the manipulation of power, can control the legislature and can control the executive so that we are now an oligarchy. We are no longer a constitutional republic. The United States has fallen. It's over, folks. We are not coming back from this. It's not gonna happen. Just like Disney is not coming back from this. The United States is not coming back from this. Let me let me Put a modifier on that barring a miracle the united states is not coming back from this and that brings me to the regionalization uh oh no a a proof of this proof of this is that congress has documentation that apparently provides, through a whistleblower in the FBI, that provides evidence that Joe Biden, when he was vice president, received a $5 million bribe from a foreign entity in order to receive favorable treatment. The FBI was aware of this in 2017 and did nothing. And the Biden crime family apparently has a mole within the FBI that reports to them so that they can get ahead of anything going on within the FBI as far as investigations of them. That they can politically get ahead of it and they can get investigations and so forth squashed. And this has been going on for a long time. Now, you say, oh, but this is great news. Because now that we have this information, we can, you know, the, the Republicans in the House can move forward with this, and we can have hearings, et cetera, et cetera. And, and gosh, I heard that Christopher Ray is turning over another document that indicates proof a potential proof of other bribes that the Bidens had been involved in. And and he's finally giving it over. This is great news, right? No, no, it's not. None of this matters. Let me explain how this has worked, folks. The members of Congress who are bent, and that's most of them, Republican and Democrat. We know the Democrats are bent. But most of the Republicans are bent too. Even the ones that you think are MAGA are not necessarily MAGA. You thought Marjorie Taylor Greene. No, Mm -mm. she ain't on our side, folks. All of this is political theater. It is very likely that the House Republicans knew about this way before we're hearing about it. And they had to come up with a way because they knew it was going to get out eventually. They had to come up with a way to get out in front of it because they knew that if we, the people, found out about it, we were going to demand that they do something about it. The only thing that the House of Representatives can do about anything in the federal government, their primary power is the power of the purse. They can defund stuff so that if you are acting outside your authority, regardless of what branch you are in, they can just stop paying you. I don't know if you knew this or not, but that's how the appropriations process is supposed to work. They're supposed to do appropriations for each individual thing. They haven't been doing that for a long time either. They've been passing continuing resolutions without budgets, illegally, unconstitutionally. They've been passing omnibus spending bills unconstitutionally. But they have not been following their process. And the process is a bill comes before Congress on on whether or not to fund this particular thing, And then they vote on it to decide whether or not they're going to fund it. That's how it's supposed to work. And that's the power that the House had. They do not have that anymore. They intentionally gave it up. And they did so very sneakily. They intentionally gave it up in the budget deal that they just made with Joe Biden and that Joe Biden just signed. And I explained this in a previous episode, but I'm going to re-explain it here. Because they. this is why they did that. This is why they gave up their power. So that they wouldn't be able to do anything when news of this corruption came out. They did this on purpose, folks. I was wondering why they did it. Now we know now we know the way that it worked was the budget deal was that congress would have 12 appropriations bills that would need to pass in order to fund the federal government so far eh, i don't like the fact that they broke it into 12 bills i think that the appropriations process should be done according to the Constitution, where each individual thing comes before Congress and Congress does its frickin job. But anyway, okay, we got these appropriations bills. And they painted this as a good thing. but but if these appropriation bills don't pass Congress, then automatically, a continuing resolution bill will pass with a 1% cut to federal spending across the board. That's a bad thing, folks. That's a bad deal. They gave away their power. Because understand what they're saying. If, and this is what's going to happen. You watch. This is what's going to happen. We now have proof evidence that Cong- that that Joe Biden is bent evidence that he accepted a 5 million dollar bribe from a foreign entity while he was vice president of the United States in order to get a favor we have proof of this apparently now and congress could stop funding certain things, like the corrupt FBI. They could stop funding a lot of stuff, including the president's salary. But they gave that up. So here's how the political theater is going to work. The Republicans are going to go, oh, we've got this, and this is so terrible. This is information they knew months and months ago, by the way. And this is terrible, and what we're going to do is we're going to... Uh, uh, in our appropriations bills, we're going to defund this and we're going to defund that and they, so that they can look really tough for their voters, for their voter base. Look, we're tough. We're conservative. We're doing tough conservative stuff. But those bills aren't going to pass Congress, folks. And they know that. So they're going to make these fancy bills that look all tough and conservative And they aren't going to pass. They might pass the House, but they're not going to pass the Senate. And, of course, if the bills don't pass, what happens? Well, the federal government gets funded anyway. Everything in the federal government gets funded anyway. And that was the plan all along. They knew that there was evidence of Biden's corruption. They knew that the people were going to demand justice. And they knew that at least the Republicans in the House were going to have to look tough. So they had to create a situation where the Republicans in the House could look tough, but that nothing would actually get done. It was all planned from the beginning. This was all political theater, folks. All of these hearings that they're having, all of these hearings to investigate this and investigate that and the weaponization of the government and we're going to investigate the FBI and the ATF and the LMNOP, we're going to investigate everybody. doesn't matter. Oh, if Christopher Ray doesn't hand over the documents, then we're going to hold him in contempt of Congress. Well, what does that mean? It doesn't mean anything if you have a Department of Justice that is bent. Because if you hold somebody in contempt of Congress, you have to refer them to the DOJ for prosecution. If the DOJ is bent... They're not going to prosecute. They're certainly not going to prosecute one of their own. And the Republicans know this. The Republicans know that when they pass a bill in the House that looks all tough and all conservative and is something that we want, we the people, that it will never pass the Senate. They know this. So it's all political theater. Even if they go so far as to impeach members of the executive branch or the president himself, they know that it's all theater, that it's not going to go anywhere in the Senate. This is why Mitch McConnell actively worked against Republicans getting elected to the Senate because he wants the Senate in Democrat hands. He wants the Senate in the hands of the establishment because then he has an excuse for things not passing the Senate. He's a Democrat. John Cornyn from texas is a democrat he is a corrupt filthy dirty democrat the system is rigged folks and it is rigged against we the people the federal government is actively operating against we the people and the bureaucracy is actively waging warfare against we the people Needless to say, this situation is going to come to a head sooner or later. And I think it's going to be around the time of the, uh, or centered around the 2024 election. And again, this is barring some kind of miracle. But I think it's going to be centered around the 2024 election. I think that this recent federal indictment of Trump might be another very heavy piece of straw on the camel's back. Um, but I think that we, the people, are eventually going to get fed up. I'm curious to see when and how it's going to happen. But I think we are eventually going to rise up and we are going to demand of our states independence i think it's going to happen in texas first i've said this before as a matter of fact i just yesterday got a text message that um we are going to start putting pressure on the texas legislature who has been sitting back on the proposal for texit um, I think it's going to happen. I think enough pressure is going to happen on Austin that they're finally going to address the situation, that they are going to put the referendum before the people of Texas, and the people of Texas are going to vote to separate from the United States. I then think that Austin and the people in Austin are going to hedge and try to say, oh, well, we got to do this, we got to do that, and so on and so forth, you know, just like the British did with Brexit and i think those people are eventually going to be replaced and i think they're going to be replaced quickly and if they realize they're going to be replaced quickly then they're going to fall in line but i also know for a fact folks that texas has been making moves very quietly behind the scenes to go independent anyway we've been we've been making moves to go independent anyway for a while now for for quite some years now So, that's going to happen. I think it's just going to be a thing that's going to happen. And like I said, Texas is going to go first. Right after it's going to be Oklahoma, I'm pretty sure. The Gulf states are going to go along. Ironically, I think Florida is going to hold off for a bit, but we'll see. And then the central states. The flyover country. And all of us are going to rejoin under something very similar to the United States Constitution, if not the Constitution itself, with some more severe restrictions on the federal government. I think that's going to happen. I think something similar is going to happen in Canada, because Canada is waging active warfare against their people with these wildfires. These wildfires were set on purpose, folks. It's no coincidence that a U.S. Army uh, classified document that was uh, written back, I believe, in the 70s has just recently come to light about the use of wildfires as a, as a weapon of war. And now all of a sudden we got these wildfires going on in Canada And reports are coming back that these were intentionally set. Let me explain how that's going to work. See, the wildfires were set intentionally so that, because the the federal government in Canada realized that they were about to lose power. And so they intentionally set these wildfires such that they can say, see, global warming. And so we are now going to institute climate change lockdowns in our country. This is their attempt. They are waging active warfare against their citizens here, folks. That's what this is. And it's not going to work out well for them. Because I think there's going to be a similar national divorce occurring in Canada. This is all part of what's going on all over the world. Globalism is breaking apart. It's falling apart. And what is, what is coming out of globalism is a global regionalization. And so the blue areas are going to stay blue or get more blue. And the red areas are going to basically break off from the blue areas. And I think, and I've heard this suggested from other people as well, that the red areas of Canada will be more than happy to join up with the red areas of the United States because they'll be contiguous. Geographically, they will be contiguous. So it would make sense. That's the way I see things going down, folks. But I'm, I'm telling you right now, I'm calling it, the United States is dead. We do not have a functioning federal government anymore. It is absolutely imperative that we gain control of our state governments. And is there going to be violence involved? I think yes, but I think it's going to be very limited. Um, But we'll see. We'll see. But the globalists have definitely declared war. You've got these wildfires going on in Canada. In Ireland, they're trying to start another famine. Hell, they're trying to do it here. Oh, we're going to make gas stoves illegal. Well, gas stoves are all over the United States. How, how, how are you going to feed your family if you're not able to cook? The FDA is actually asking for people to register their home gardens so that gardens can be nationalized. Not kidding, folks. These things are happening. These governments, these globalist governments, have declared war on the people. They're not going to like it. They aren't liking it when we rise up. You see what happens when we rise up. That's what happened in Italy. And it's going to be interesting to see how it plays out here in the United States. Who knows, a miracle could happen. A miracle could happen and and we could somehow salvage our federal government, but I don't see it at this point. I see a a national divorce as being inevitable and being set off by Texas. That's what I see. Anyway, that's the show for today. I think that uh, you all have noticed, if you are regular listeners slash watchers, that I've been uh, releasing sermons as well. And I've decided to separate the sermons from the regular podcast. Uh, and I may actually create a separate podcast for the sermons. I haven't decided yet, but either way, I want to thank you for listening. Um, you can get my videos because a lot of times I have video content that I do not cover in the podcast and vice versa. If you are watching this podcast, or if you are listening to the podcast on my video outlets, um, you can get my videos on BitChute, Odyssey, Rumble. Okay, so that's BitChute B-I-T-C-H-U-T-E dot com, odyssey.com, dot E.com and rumble.com. I am not on YouTube. They would kick me off in a heartbeat. And my podcast is available anywhere you can get podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher. Amazon, Google, Audible, but I am not on Apple because I will not fill out their paperwork. I'm not kidding they got three pages of stuff you got to fill out before they allow you to get on there. so I'm not getting on Apple. That's just it. I'm gonna be grumpy about that. Anyway, thanks for listening. And if you have any questions, comments, concerns, whatever, you can hit me up at Doc Bryant Show. That's all one word, Doc Bryant Show at zoho.mail.com z o h o mail .com and i will talk to you all later